This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about Tango and Cash. Ah, ah Cash, Tango, Tango, Cash. <laughs> this movie came out in 1989, starring oh, Sylvester yeah, Stallone. <laughs> yeah, Sylvester Stallone, Kurt Russell, and Jack Palance. Directed by Andre Kunchalovsky. A giant. Oh. <laughs> and, um, Could have been. You don't know that. And written by Randy Feldman. Oh, also Terry Hatcher. I forgot about her. Mm-hmm. Clint and, Howard. Uh, and Clint, one Clint Howard. Hey, stop fucking up my list. And. Robert Zadar. Oh, uh, yeah, Robert Zadar. David Lopan. And Mark Alamo. Ugh. We take it all your stuff, Alex. No, that was just low pant. No, actually, yeah, I thought it was an honorable mention, but no, he's on my annoying side of the list. What? All right. Well, uh, you'll see. Okay, Scott, this is your list. Why don't you lead us off here? And when's the first time you saw this movie? In the movie theaters. Oh wow! Because why not? <laughs> as, as I always like to explain, little to no supervision when it came to this stuff. But I, I still have to wonder how I even made it in to begin with. Uh, but, yep, here we are. <laughs> Saw this in the theaters. And then again on cable forever. Yes. The magic is still there. <laughs> All right, Alex, same with you or no? Uh, yeah. I saw it in the movie theaters, but my dad took us to see it. <laughs> just, just yeah, just a big action fan. It's like, oh, let's go one. These two guys are great. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah, it's eighty nine, so I didn't really know who Kurt Russell was at the time. This might have been the first movie I saw from him. Really? No, I think so. Um, I'm sure Scott already saw the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, you know what? I I, I did. <laughs> I know, I saw, like, Overboard and some of his other non-action stuff. Yeah. Big trouble. Bird on a wire. Bird on a wire. It's Mel Gibson. Oh, right. Eh, they're both white. (laughs) Um, For me, I did not see this in the movie theater. I saw this for the first time in all its glory uh, yesterday. I had never actually watched this end-to-end. I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I really didn't really know what was going on, and I know you guys always talked about it. I remember wanting to see it in the theater, because, yeah, it's Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell, but um, Jeff, I'm kind of glad I missed out on it. Jeff, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff. Yes. You're, you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, I think 89 also came out with Die Hard, and I think that's kind of ended these crappy action movies, and we got some better ones. Maybe. I'm trying to remember. Um. Or, <laughs> I this was just one in a long string of whatever you want to call it. This was <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily ended anything. No, but yeah, it kind of it almost stopped the buddy cop genre single handedly. 
gosh. All right. Well, as usual, Reach, go talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Scott, why don't you turn off? What's your number seven? All right. So number seven, uh, Robert Sadar. So so we always refer to Bruce Campbell as the chin. But nice. but we all know <laughs> the real chin, the jaw, is, is Robert Sadar. Um, you know, famed for a lot of B-movie greatness. Uh, Samurai Mani- Cop. Maniac, Maniac Cop. Lots of movies with cop in the title. Yeah. <laughs> Um, he was in Mobsters, which was on the other night, which is a shitty movie. I don't know if he's ever seen that one. Uh, is that with Christian Slater? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just seeing that, that him playing a goon here. It's hard to tell how big he actually is because of that jaw is so massive. <laughs> just shaped like a, like a lantern. But, uh, it's, it's always, it's always great seeing him. Uh, and they, they, of course, make reference to the to the jaw, with the "you broke that jaw." For, whatever, for some reason, I always thought that was Stallone's line, because whenever I, I I quote that sometimes, and I always say it yeah. as "you broke that jaw," but it's actually Kurt Russell that says that. Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, so I've never even heard of this guy or seen this guy before, and really? he, he that's a real face. That's yeah. That's, that's not real, prosthetics. Yeah. God, he's like halfway to the mask. <laughs> oh man, you know what I'm talking looking, about. Looking at his, his IMDb here, Jeff. I was uh, too, and it's pretty awful. It's this is amazing. You mm-hmm. uh, like growing pains <laughs> that I did not know. Uh, Wait, just look at him. Beastmaster two. Uh, yeah, like Alex said, Samurai Cop. Um, all the Maniac Cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's another good one on this list? All kinds of good shit here. Frogtown 2. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Naturally. <laughs> um, Silent Fury. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know any of these movies. Frankenblade. Anyway... <laughs> I'll just get, he's my number seven too because he scared me and I didn't know that was I, I looked him up I was like, holy crap that's real and uh, yeah that's messed up <laughs> like Neo in like, the Matrix <laughs> holy yeah. shit that thing is real yeah he looks like Eric Stoltz in the mask man it's freaky oh I thought you, I thought you were talking about Jim Carrey no <laughs> me that's, too because no. <laughs> the the bad guy in the mask he puts the mask on and he looks kind of like that he's got a super big chin yeah. No, this looks like Eric Stoltz from the I think mask. both. I think both work. Yeah, both do work. <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about, Jeff. Eric Stoltz. Yeah. Sorry, That's Mr. Right. Zadar. Please don't unsubscribe from our podcast. Yeah, I'm, we yeah, love I'm your sorry. work. I'm sorry too. All right, Alex. Oh, okay. I'll go number two. Then that was mine. So, Alex, what's your number seven? My number seven is. Yeah, this movie. <laughs> don't watch it. Alone, it's uh, this movie is best taken in with a group of friends that have had like two or three beers in them already, and then you start the movie. Because I saw this movie stone cold sober since I was a child, and I hated the quips between Tango and Cash. I was like, oh, they were so grating, I couldn't take it. Now they're hilarious. Ugh. Hmm. 
That was the <sighs> worst. Oh my gosh. I think the worst part of this movie. I have something to say about the dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the quips, they were getting on my nerves. Shame, shame. Don't you know ponytails are out this season? <laughs> well, that's a positive on my list. <laughs> Don't even. Oh my god. Yeah, there's one that really... <laughs> Is that a proposal? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> the first one kind of makes sense. The second yeah. one barely makes <laughs> sense. And I wonder if like it was just supposed to be a reference to the first time around. Yeah, the fact that they used it twice. Yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> the writer just loved that joke so much. Is that a proposal? Is that a proposal? He thinks he's Rambo. Ha ha ha. What to say about that too? <laughs> Alright, well what's your, what's your number six, Scott? My number six is the fucking prison. <laughs> this movie is so fucking bananas. Like Looney Tunes. <laughs> like Tex Avery. <laughs> The prison they go to, the the guards are just marching them down the, the middle, and there's no lights. There's fires. Not like, oh, somebody have, like, small fires, but, like, one of the, one of the whole cells is on fire. And the oh, guard, yeah. And Damn the, it. I should have put guards, on my list. The guards are just like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> like, nobody's doing anything day. like, like sh- yeah, yeah, just another date this place. Like, holy shit. Like, how does this place even exist? And then when they're, they're walking up to the cells, people are throwing stuff on them. And right before the, the end of that whole sequence, they actually get splashed with something. Which had to be urine. Or toilet water. Urine, semen. Take your pick. Probably a mixture of both. Uh, it's just gross. The, 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 they still let them keep their belts, which makes no sense. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> So well, also, they got a zip line down, and they got a zip line down. Yeah, that was this yeah. poor. Uh... <laughs> so I, um, I'm I'm no, I'm not an electrician, but I think if you grabbed onto the wire, it doesn't matter whether you're grounded or not. You're you're gonna get electrocuted. Call me crazy, but I don't know. I see rats and shit running across power lines. I don't know how it works. Maybe that is true. Yeah, as long as you don't touch the ground, you're fine. Maybe it's well, like sh- maybe it's like shooting somebody with a twenty-two. It just yeah. gonna sting a little bit. <laughs> I don't know about that, but the whole like operation moment where this like sneak through the electric wires, like why would they have that exposed and just yeah, it's... that that was funny because in the close-ups, they're having to turn their shoulders and stuff, but they finally get through it. There's like a like a two and a half foot gap, like <laughs> they could have just walked right through there. Like, <laughs> But yeah, just just the prison is so ridiculous when they walk in. Like only yeah. only in Hollywood. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. All right. Well, my number six um, will be a positive. It'll be uh, young Terry Hatcher. I uh, did not know she was in this movie. Okay. And this, ha- this is before Lois and Clark, right? Oh yeah. This is, yeah. 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 So oh, that's the first thing I knew her from. Not that much. Like there was still, this still had that '80s stank on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I should look it up. But I, I thought, oh, you know, she doesn't do much in it. And her, her, like her being Arnold or Arnold Sylvester's own sister, and the stupid like misunderstanding sex joke when just giving him a massage is so stupid. But 
Eh, just good to see her because she I, I had a crush on her when on Lois and Clark way back in the day. So it was good to see her. Uh, yeah, I was like, I'm looking for things here, guys. So whatever <laughs> you're, you're trying, you're trying. <laughs> so just, just real quick. So so this was '89, and Lois and Clark. It's got to be early '90s. Yeah, '90, '91. '93 to '97. Okay, so yeah, like probably less than four years. Yeah, they probably started filming before that. Yeah, they they had to shake the '80s. <laughs> Hard. Wait, hold on. No, 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 no. Because no. that outfit she's wearing, when she's doing the Ted sequence, she's got like weird, like spanks. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's it's not not appealing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I found her appealing. Well, that's what, yeah. Despite all that. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, this was. Tina is seriously going back to Lois and Clark back in the day. All right, um, Alex, what's your number six? My number six is well, I I welcomed uh, James Wong into the film. That was great to see. Okay, because I kind of I forgot for a second that he was in it with the other mob boss that was in the pocket of Jack Palance, and <laughs> I like that these guys were making a lot of sense. Jack Pellins was just reviewing yeah. him, but we'll get into more detail with that. <laughs> but it, what I really didn't like, yeah, was that there was no like real uh, Big Trouble in Little China type of reunion. Not like you know, like oh, I, David Lopan, not the characters or anything, but like uh, Kurt Russell and James Wong didn't like really square off or anything, or there wasn't like a wink and a nod to. Um, Big Trouble in Little China. I mean, this is a serious nice. movie, Alex. Why would you expect uh, something like that to happen? Sorry, yeah, I guess. It's <laughs> a dramatic rule. I don't like Danish. <laughs> I don't like Danish. And they literally made a Rambo joke in this movie. So, yeah, they could have done yeah. a, a Big Trouble well, joke. I, I imagine that Sylvester Stallone was one of the producers. I, I like the like where, where they, they stuck all the budget in this movie. So those two are crime lords. And yet... You never see; they never have henchmen. They're just there to be Jack Pounce's henchmen. It's really I weird. Know. They're supposed to be really, really the weird. Heads, the heads of the other gangs, and not only that, but they go out like chumps. They do. Yeah, that's the with with with, <laughs> with uh, high definition televisions now. The uh, aggressively <laughs> not them stuntmen. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Stallone gets a few of those too in this. So Stallone is not a producer of this. Just throwing it out there. But someone named Tony Manufo is, and since he had a very Italian name, I looked him up. And is you he, know what movies he's produced? Movie Teamster Propaganda? <laughs> Judge Dredd, Demolition Man, Cobra, Cliffhanger, Daylight, <laughs> Over the Top, Rambo First Blood. Are you sure this isn't just a pseudonym for... <laughs> yeah, seriously, for that's what I'm... It's an anagram yeah, for Stallone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even joking. If he reads the letters in his name, it spells Itai. <laughs> oh, Jeebus H. Oh, wait, I missed Oscar the Specialist and Rocky Five. Wow. I just mentioned Oscar as the butt of oh. a joke earlier today, too. <laughs> Rhinestone. <laughs> and some of these other one. I've never seen Wise Guys, but is that a, is that a Stallone movie? Maybe not. No. Nope. Maybe the only one. Yeah, we gotta watch Rhinestone. Jeff, 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 you for a little behind the scenes 
thing here. Uh, we we were picking our next movie, and uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff was saying that we we always torture him, uh, and yet the movie that he picked coming up. Anyway, we should do Rhinestone. That's all I'm saying. Is that that's Sylvester Stallone and Dolly Parton, right? Yeah. And there are I love rhinestones. that movie. Yeah, we should do it. I love that movie. Like 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 a rhinestone cowboy. Oh, high school high. Like 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 yes. Sorry, All I right. was reading up on sports. You know how much I love them. I don't know where we where do we leave off here? Is uh, Alex? Yeah, so All it's right. Scott's number whatever five. My yeah, number five, five uh, Brian James, <laughs> doing a, a god awful British accent. <laughs> Uh, it's so magical. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you know, I I don't know what he did between this and Blade Runner, but somebody thought he could do would be a good idea to cast him doing a British accent. He's wearing the goddamn like '80s blazer with the shoulder pads to make himself look bigger, a la Bennett wearing the chainmail. Uh, he's just kind of I don't know a little beefy. Uh, it's hard to describe, but he's not that intimidating. I mean, he he does look like a heavy. Like, he was kind of typecast as that. But, uh, at any rate, it was a lot of fun. This is another guy like Robert Sadar. It was in a billion things. Usually he's a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually doing something pretty intense. Uh, but it was great to see him do this, like, really weird, like, British accent. Like, I wonder how that even came about where they were like, Ah, we like your look, but it's just not enough. And he's like, "Okay, how about this?" I governor, like, <laughs> just oh, you're hired. <laughs> oh man, like, and his name was mm-hmm. Rakeen, which makes me think that they wanted him to be South African initially, but he just keeps dropping British slang. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's so weird. Like some of the decisions they made in this movie. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was great seeing Brian James do this super weird British thing. He's always wearing the tank top. He's like overly tan, like sunburned. Like, and he's the, the ponytail. It took me forever to figure out who he was. And I did not recognize him from Blade Runner because you guys know I'm not a big fan of that movie. It was uh, Fifth Element is where I finally, once I figured it okay. out. Okay, yeah, he usually has some kind of facial hair. Uh, it took me forever. I was like, I know this guy's face. <laughs> so, usually when you guys make me watch this crap, that's all I get out of it is trying to find, like, recognize people and try to figure <laughs> it out. This movie is quite a few of that guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, on to my number five, and it's uh, Jack Palance. Come Only on, five? Guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah, well, I got a lot of other bad things I want to okay. say about this movie. Um, yeah, just... Because all I know about this movie is what all you idiots always do. that Tango, cash, cash, tango. That's all I know about this movie. So I knew Jack Palance was in it. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, his, his over-the-top Bond villain plan, putting mice in their little uh, prison. And just... <laughs> I, I have more to say about this later. But... Yeah, same. <laughs> there's, there's one scene where they bring the mice back out again, and he just starts snuggling with them. Like, yes. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> we got we gotta have a re- we gotta break down this villain like on one episode. We can do a whole episode on this guy. Uh so okay, I'll let you guys talk more about it later. But I just say the one thing I kept waiting for is for that blonde chick to walk by and he goes, What's up, sugar bubs? <laughs> Didn't happen. 
or grab one of the guys and go, David Lopin, you are my number one <laughs> guy. But yeah, definitely over the top. And yeah, him driving the limo up and then him staying in the shadows <laughs> during the, the prison break or not prison break, but prison beating. Yeah. Driving by the limo is so good. Yeah. I was inspired. <laughs> if it isn't Tangle, it's Cash. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, how he likes to dance. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's my number five. We guys can talk about it more later. So, uh, mm-hmm. Alex, what's your number five? My number five is uh, the strip club. <laughs> what? What is that place? It wasn't even... St- it was... St- it's like yeah. just this massive club with the dancing in the middle of all uh, yeah, and flash it dance or something. I guess, but it was just a bunch of dudes in the crowd and throwing money, well, but the, nobody the initial, was stripping. The initial dance, there was like a dude out on the stage. Like when you walk oh, really? in. Yeah. No, that was, was Kurt Russell. That was Dean Kane. <laughs> it probably was <laughs> yeah. Dean Kane. TV's Dean Kane. <laughs> uh, but anyways... Fellas, if you thought Shannon Doherty was a terrible drummer. <laughs> I like how they kept him. Is that like, a Mallrats joke? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I love I love how they kept in the actual drum beats that she's making. Like instead of trying to make it actually like you know, they could have <laughs> like she's a competent drummer. Yeah, they could have dubbed over the, the with with actual drumming, but nope. It's just clang 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 clang. <laughs> Not matching up to the music at all. It's <laughs> like sticks. Come on. Oh, sorry, I'm busy down here with the bartender. That was fucking awful. <laughs> oh my gosh, I completely forgot about the drumming. Uh, and I think it was a stunt dancer, like doing the high kicks and splits and stuff at the end of that too. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, see, I was getting confused because I always got not always, but I do confuse Terry Hatcher with Sandra Bullock sometimes. I don't know why. And so I was like, oh, this is like a, is this before uh, Demolition Man? And then, was, oh, no, wait, that's not Sandra Bullock. So I think I, I didn't see the drums because I was too focused on that. Well, they, spent, they spent money on that song, too. <laughs> yeah. That was a, a chart topper. I'm going to let you go, let go. Again, the 80 stank. <laughs> 80 stank. All right, Scott, what's yeah, your man. number four? My number four, so I thought the prison was insane. The the evil compound <laughs> makes no sense at all, but I love it so much. They they go, it's like a rock quarry, and you're like, okay, I can kind of see that. It's the middle <laughs> of nowhere. That's like a good place to like do nefarious shit. But the whole place is filled like with dune buggies, and, and barrels full of like gasoline. Like, they they got they have some like tote not like uh, not bulldozers, but like I don't even know what the fuck those things were. By the way, no, those are like giant dump trucks. I guess isn't there isn't there one in Rumble in the Bronx that they drive? I don't remember. But mm. yeah, they got all these these insane vehicles and ramps everywhere. <laughs> See, no, it's genius because what they're doing is is they're holding like motocross and big. You know, That's what I thought. 
<laughs> grave digger. <laughs> yeah, there were, there were grave digger. Yeah, you yeah, know, there were race truck events. Yeah, there were, there the launder trucks. money. Yeah, it, it made. Yeah, that's how they launder their money. Uh, and I like how there's like a million like henchmen <laughs> shooting at them. They make one turn in the RV. There's an explosion, and, and Kurt Russell's like, "Yeah, that was the last of them." <laughs> what? <laughs> Did I miss something? How you, how you keep count, first of all. Like, oh god! But yeah, then they get inside the compound. And it's a giant warehouse. And it's like okay, but they have like a, they have like two tables with guns on them and a bunch of boxes that say U.S. Marines on it. Like, it's like you tried so hard on the outside of the compound. <laughs> And then I love how they drive the fucking trucks in there and smash into each other. Like, that was the plan. Oh, man, just so much. And then my favorite part um, is the <laughs> it's a self-destruct. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> back to some, somebody was saying that he was supposed to be, like, a Bond villain. But, like, yeah, you know, a drug lord that has a self-destruct on there. And then he's got the hall, the room with the mirrors in it. Like it just just levels and fun levels of insanity. Oh my god, I love it. It's, it's like there was so much cocaine on the set. Yep, <laughs> when writing the script. Oh man, <laughs> those weren't just props. It's it's a beautiful thing. This movie <laughs> is magic. It yeah, is. see, I'm drinking a beer and I'm liking it more and more that we're talking about it. <laughs> It's not so much when I was watching it sober. And then a manly high five to finish everything off. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think Kurt Russell's like super into that high five too. <laughs> God bless him. Yeah, he was actually giving a shit. <laughs> they both were. Yeah, there it is. I can see it on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I uploaded it. That's awesome. And that's my number four is the stupid high five at the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff. Did you not miss? Did you miss when they almost high five a couple times? I must have. Uh, and they pull back at the last second. Why? Because they, they didn't want to be friends. Well, well they're cons- they didn't want to get pregnant. They're consummating their love. <laughs> it wasn't until the very end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We fight for love. <laughs> yeah, they should have played that song. <laughs> oh man, we need Amazing. to. We need to. Oh, we need to make that happen, Alex. All right, I'm in. Fight for love. It's like they were trying to recon, like recapture Maverick and Iceman, or ding, uh, ding. or uh, Dutch and um, no deal. Dylan, the manliest handshake ever, and they just got this stupid. <laughs> like, yep. Close, Jeff. Are you saying you've never high five somebody and then interlace fingers at the very end? <laughs> nope. Not with a smile. <laughs> Not without making out afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Only if it was a t- test of feet of strength afterwards as soon as we gripped. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mercy! <laughs> it's so <laughs> stupid. They're basically Eiffel Towering. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> if you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think uh, Sylvester Stallone and Apollo Creed dancing in the water in Rocky Three is better than this. You mean, you mean better, better or less homoerotic? Um, well, I don't know if it's less homoerotic, but it's definitely... That's why it's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Top Guard, Maverick and Goose playing volleyball. Is oh, like, man. About whatever. I, I, we've, we've still got some time to go on this podcast, but I could watch this gift forever. 
We'll, we'll put the, we'll put this on the social media. Somewhere, somehow, I'm just, I hear fucking Alex. I can hear the song in my head now. <laughs> we fight for the. Oh man. We struggle together. All right, oh. uh, that's my number four. So Alex, my number four is <laughs> their genius plan to get out of the club. At the back is to have Kurt Russell. That's Tango, right? I always forget. Yeah. Tango is no, 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 cash. It's cash. It's cash. It's cash. Yeah. Oh, for Kurt, whatever reason. Kurt yeah. Cash. Sylvester Stallone's the uh, the money guy. Hey, why do you do this? You got all the money in the world. He's like, he's action. I always thought he was cash because he's got the money. Anyway. Yeah, cash and drag. <laughs> it's just freaking gold because Kurt Russell sells it. It's so good. He does. He 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 does uh, act the shit out of that scene. Yeah. He acts the shit out of this whole movie. I mean, aside from Jack Palance, he's my favorite part of the whole movie. But I do like yeah. they can flick cigarettes at, at a cop and nobody bats an eye. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was hot. Well, yeah. <laughs> Those massive legs. Actually, it's like chicken legs. I think that's why they got away with it. I mean, he's no Dave Foley. <laughs> Good pull. But yeah, that uh, that whole scene is magic. All right, there it is. Uh, Scott, number three. Okay. So my number three, uh, Jeff alluded to this earlier, but the the opening sequence, uh, just setting the tone for this whole movie, where you just go ahead and throw logic right at the door from the very beginning, or walk away, or if you're doing a podcast on it, you have to sit and watch the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I I completely forgotten uh, sitting down to watch this again. That okay, so they're already like on about this. You're out of your jurisdictions. Like okay, you know, cop plays by his own rules type deal. Then he like parks his convertible in front of a semi, which is a pretty fucking stupid thing to do. But then he empties his gun. I don't get that part. Like, was he putting in special bullets? Like, yeah, they were they were the exact same bullet. Like I don't I know did, why he was reloading. I didn't get that at all, like why he emptied his gun. Did you guys think about that at no. all? No. Okay. Nope. I, I thought didn't it was think weird. About anything. <laughs> yeah, he so he he sh- shoots at this truck to get them to stop as it's coming straight forward him. And they slam on the brakes, go flying through the windshield. But it, I don't like do they put it in park? The truck should have kept going. That's all I'm saying. And then, that's not even the best part. The the sheriff shows up, and there's some bullshit about jurisdiction. And some, some like, highway patrolman gets in Sylvester Stallone's face and says, I want your badge, I want your gun, I want your ass! Like, just some random deputy. It makes no sense, like, that some, some, it wasn't even a stupid chief. Like, some wannabe <laughs> stupid chief, because they, they, they have to have a stupid chief, because it's an 80s cop movie. Because yep. uh, the actual chiefs are actually like good guys in this, uh, although although the one chief just disappears, which is kind of weird. Uh, but yeah, the the one guy gets in his face, and then the guy on top of the tanker says, uh, "Who's this guy? I think he is. Uh, he thinks he's Rambo." And then Sylvester Stallone says, as Jeff quoted earlier, <laughs> "Rambo is a pussy," and then he shoots one of the tankers, and it punches a hole in it, which I don't think would work. But whatever. 
Expo. Oh, the Holocron. What is that? What, uh, what, the is the that? what does the Holocron have to say about yeah. Rambo being a pussy? That's crazy. That's what it sounded like, but it's over there. Fucking. Oh, use the fools, Jeff. Pin razor. Pin razor. Pin razors. Pinheads go solving the puzzle box. It's come out getting me. It is that creepy. was crazy. I'm glad I'm not near you, Jeff. <laughs> I'll rat you guys out. Oh. Um, so anyway, the opening sequence, the, you know, come come for the action, stay for the Rambo's a pussy line. <laughs> that mm-hmm. Stallone was like, just that's probably why he signed on to the movie. Besides a big paycheck. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is gonna kill. Yeah, I get to wear suits all day. Rambo is a pussy. And then he does the, the classic thing where there's like cocaine pouring out of this, this tanker. <laughs> and he, he like puts his hand underneath it like it's sand, grabs a handful, and then just takes like a big a finger and just takes a big old lick. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> cocaine, all right. <laughs> and he makes a joke. And then he makes a joke about people wanting to get high. It's like, that's you, dude. You just followed yeah, a bunch of cocaine. You're getting high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I honestly don't know how differently your body reacts to to like ingesting it versus snort like through your tongue versus snorting it. But I'm guessing if you put enough of it in your system, something's gonna happen. We don't believe you, Scott. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. All right. Just My so. number three is the music. It's Herbie. Stank of the '80s, as Scott would say. Herbie Hancock's greatest hits. It's so bad, so '80s. Synth. It's got the synth thing going at times. Yes, the synth is all over this place. A place just. Alex, what's your number three? Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, Jeff. So this was this was Harold oh Faltermeyer, who has done quite a few movies. Uh, he was the composer for Beverly Hills Cop. So nice. That was him. Uh, Top Gun. Wait, oh. didn't they play the same song from Beverly Hills? They did when um. So in the Beverly in Beverly Hills Cop, when Axel Foley at the very beginning, when he has like has a cigarette truck and it like takes off, and he has that whole chase scene. That was the Neutron Dance. What? Oh yeah, that was the Neutron Dance. Yeah, and that's in this song in this movie, right? I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember the Neutron Dance in this one. Neutron Dance. All right, I'll, we'll look it up offline. We'll confirm later. <laughs> well, what else has this guy done? Real quick. Uh... So he did uh, Beverly Hills Cop 2. Right. Uh, as I said, Running Man, Fletch Lives. Oh, he did Cuffs. That should go on somebody's list. Yeah. Yeesh. <laughs> and then after that, not so much. Oh, he he's, well, he's getting credited for Top Gun Maverick. I don't know how much he's actually doing for that, though. Anyway. Anyways. So, so that was Jeff's number three. Alex? Uh, my number three <laughs> is the whole 
how they capture what's his face? Shame shame. Don't you know the ponytails are out this season? <laughs> what? God. That's one you guys have t- said all the time, too. It was even worse than I thought it was going to be. I, I, I remember a bunch of us being together, and I'm pretty sure alcohol was involved. Uh, watching yeah, this like the, the best way to watch, watch this movie. watching this like almost twenty years ago <laughs> on on DVD probably when it just came out <laughs> probably probably at my place and and I just remember Chris dying His <laughs> friend friend of the show Chris dying we had to rewind it to she say was, what did you, did you say say shame shame <laughs> so we watched it oh, yeah that was back in the days when we just rewatched a scene over and over again those were the glory days the halcyon days. Shame, shame. Don't you know ponytails are out this season? <laughs> At the time, there had been nothing funnier ever done in a movie. <laughs> he's not even saying it. He's not, you know, the way the cadence or, or anything, the way he's pronouncing it. It's 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 not like, oh, shame, shame, you shouldn't be doing this. It's, see, he's saying shame, shame as if that's his name or a nickname or something. It was a very weird choice. Shame, shame. Shame, shame. Did you know ponytails I had this season? <laughs> what? Uh, it, it's one of the worst lines in movies. <laughs> worst, worst, best. I mean... <laughs> Splitting hairs here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alex, number, I mean, Scott, number two. Number two, uh, as we've been talking about, the dialogue. Uh goes from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows. Like, the... the <laughs> is that a proposal? Is, is pretty fucking terrible. Especially the second time around. Uh, the shower scene is... is <laughs> super cringeworthy. Uh, calls him Pee-wee, and it's like, okay. Like, not particularly clever, but Kurt Russell sells it. And then, like, a second later, he calls him Tripod. Yeah. How's that supposed to be an insult? Like, doesn't that mean you have a huge dong? <laughs> you basically have a third leg. Doesn't that? Isn't that what? Yeah, he's got little legs. I don't know. I it just it, it went from you have a tiny penis to you have a massive. It, it doesn't make any sense. Don't flatter yourself. Yeah. Or whoever says that line. Um, like Someone. The, the scene where you, where they all meet up again at his house and they have the the sex farce thing going on. Yeah. And they keep calling each other names like Captain Fantastic. Uh, iron butt. Yeah, iron butt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, the um, the the courtroom seems probably the worst of all, though. When they're, when they're making comments about the witnesses, of when we get out of here, remind me to to rip this guy's tongue out. Oh, bring the tow truck, or with the tow truck. Uh. You guys all. Some Sylvester Stallone says something, and then Kurt Russell says. I'll bring the chainsaw. And then Sloan says, I'll bring the beer. It's like, God damn it. It's so yeah. fucking terrible. Uh, they use the word chow like eight times in this movie, which is awkward. Well, that was the height of 80s comedy. I, I guess. Uh, just it, It's all over the place with the, the quips. And eh, solid 80% of them don't land. Uh, you get, you, you, you get. Uh, well, I'll talk about uh, this more in a, in a bit. But you get Jack Palance's dialogue <laughs> is 
again, is... It's hard to believe that somebody put pen to paper for some of this stuff. But it happened. I don't think anybody wrote any of Jack Johnson's <laughs> lines. <laughs> yeah, she thought he was a dry wood. It's possible. But yeah, the dialogue, again, is just... As, as terrible as it is brilliant. As loud <laughs> uh, like Futurama, the... The, uh, the opera that, that Fry creates. And the robot devil says it's as lousy as it is brilliant. That's dialogue in this movie. <laughs> I mean, how come you guys didn't have any of this in our, uh, like, awkward dialogue moments from Roadhouse? Because it's been so damn long. Um, okay. And I was sober watching this movie. Yeah, and, and hindsight. drunk all the other times. In, in hindsight, yeah, I might have included the tripod line. <laughs> Serio. I was groaning a lot in this movie. Almost because Kurt Russell has a couple of them. Sylvester Stallone is just every single word out of his mouth. Yeah, he's woof. What is that supposed to mean? Your sister is very, very free. So bad. Yep. (laughs) It's so bad. Stallone said he was so funny in this movie he went to do Oscar. Yeah. Alright, well, my number two is... The dialogue and so many dick jokes, uh, hilarious. Yeah, and the pee wee and the flatter yourself, all that stuff. Ah, oh. Jeff's about to come. Yeah, I did like this. <laughs> and that, that again, going back to that shower scene. <laughs> like Stallone's like fake washing himself. Like, it, you should watch it again, Jeff. <laughs> Yeah, I guess we have yeah. the, this. It does have gratuitous butts and random boobs. I like came out of nowhere in this movie. So, and I'm, I'm, I'm again glad I didn't try to watch this at work because I knew about the. I, I did remember the the club scene where he walks into the dressing room. There's boobs everywhere. Yeah, I completely forgot about that part in the very beginning. <laughs> that yeah, would have been bad. They're in the car. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, again, for those that listening at home, do not watch this. It's not <laughs> safe for work. So that is something that that's a lost art form in cinema. They don't just put random TNA like uh, like rated R boobs and ass on T on just for no reason anymore, right? If it is, it's like a it's part of part of the plot. I, mean, I guess they still do it, but not just like okay, they're gonna walk by this scene and a girl's gonna pop up with her boobs hanging out. Like what the. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's so random. Like, okay, there, there's a reason for boobs hanging out. There you go. We're gonna be backstage at a strip club. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Got to earn that R rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, yeah, the dialogue, dick jokes, and uh, this is pretty good. But my number one's even worse. So we'll get to that later. Alex, number two. Number two. <laughs> this is fucking laughable. <laughs> out of all the stuff. That's ridiculous in this movie. I think one of the most is that the LAPD has a, de- a tech department that is a oh, Bond-style yeah, so... tech department that is developing new high-tech weapons so, so, for the LAPD. So was I was confused as shit about that watching this again because I were, were they actually working for the LAPD or was it just like a side thing? No, I'm pretty sure it was for the LAPD, okay, okay. right? Yeah, the whole Q branch of the LAD, 
LAPD. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They make like, what? Yeah, oh, that should have gotten us. Yeah, that was fucking insane. Yeah, I didn't know that Cash had his... Uh, there was a gun built into his boot <laughs> when he fired it at that assassin. I thought it was... He just reached down and fired from his holster in his, you know, like his foot holster. Oh, he's got a gun but boot. But no, yeah, he's got a fucking gun boot like Bayonetta. <laughs> yeah. And th- we had talked about at the very beginning when he gets, he gets shot like three times. I, I get it. They've later the reveal he's wearing a bulletproof vest, but there's like no holes in his shirt or anything. No, just, we're like, what the hell is he doing? He's just running around. He got shot. Well, nope. he, when he's in the elevator, he shows like the holes in his shirt. All right, well, there was a time there because we didn't know what the heck was going on. Yeah. Like, he just got shot. Why did he just he was just running after this guy with no? Well, it was probably a twenty-two. There you go. Yeah. All right, you solved it. Small caliber. Except it was not a twenty-two. That thing was a fucking hand cannon. <laughs> and what's with his laser on his gun? Uh, it was cool. Yeah, he's got something liquid. He never fires it. <laughs> yeah, giant fucking eighties laser. It was bigger than the gun. Yeah, it was. <laughs> At least the Terminator fired it. That's true. He did have one. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, all right. We're on Scott's number one. Yeah. All right. Number one is Jack Palance. Yep. A a a scenery-chewing performance for the ages. It takes place in this movie. <laughs> Courtesy of Jack Palance's portrayal as a... It's drug lord, uh, Perrette. You only get his last name. Um, and in glorious uh, 80s fashion, the worst villain you could be is a drug dealer. And then the worst of those guys would be a rich white guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, Jack Palance takes that all to, to, to heart here as Perrette. As <laughs> every word out of his mouth as this kind of like... like uh, like, like, almost like he's like throwing the words out of the back of his throat. Tango, cash, and and some of the shit he does in this movie. We talked about the the mice. Those are those are fucking rats. Those weren't mice, but they call them mice. Yeah, they're fucking rats. Uh, they, he's like snuggling with. He's like cuddling with the rats. And at one point, he put he puts them in a maze, and then the rats come back again. And then the one scene, he pulls them out. Puts them back in the box again, and then puts them out again, and puts them in the maze, all in the same scene. <laughs> uh, it's so bizarre. When at the end, when he's watching them destroy his compound, and he's just getting frustrated. And, ah, stop them! Stop those sons of bitches! Like, his glasses falling back yeah, off his eyes yeah. after puts them on his head. Uh, oh man, uh, I want to see the long take of that. <laughs> Him. But the the best part is still the very beginning, when they he drives by in the limo, like two minutes after the drug bust. Like it makes so like of all the things in this movie, the self destruct, the the giant compound, the prison, how they even went to jail to begin with. Uh, we haven't even really talked about like the farce that was the 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 trial and everything here. Uh, the thing that le- that makes the least amount of sense to me is that he's driving by in his limo. And then he immediately comments. He knows exactly what happened. Ah, Tango, taking my money again. And then they're, my my favorite line though is when they're they're watching. He well, he is uh, obsessively watching footage of of them on their drug bus. And he, he says, 
ah, there's Tango. He dances in. <laughs> it's so... <laughs> it steals my money. Oh, man. It's... I, I'm not doing this justice. Everybody should watch this movie. Yep. Should show it to your children. <laughs> Just do uh, eye muffs for the boob scenes. <laughs> eye muffs. Mm -hmm. This is the same year as Batman, by the way. Whew. On a roll. <laughs> when was City Slickers? Like, next year? I was going to I think City Slickers is uh, 91. Okay. Let me find out here. You remember he did one arm push ups at the Oscars and he dude, was like eighty something? Dude was a stud. Full of Coke. So he did uh yeah, Batman and Tango Cash eighty nine and City Slickers ninety one. Nice. Uh fun fact, did you know that Kurt Russell was in Forrest Gump? Yeah. He's what? uh Elvis. Did yeah, I did not know that. Oh. Yeah, he played. You like how they made the Elvis joke in this movie, but wasn't what you thought it was going to be? I don't remember the Elvis joke. Well, it's right before he got he dressed in drag, where he's like, "Hey, Elvis, or give me something about an Elvis costume." And he thought, I thought, anyways, oh, he's going to dress like Elvis. And like, no, she put on that big collared outfit or whatever. And yeah, oh yeah, he's like, "Hey, Elvis." Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, and he grabbed the jacket to see what size it was. Um, all right, my number one is the dialogue again because it's terrible, and I had to put it twice on here. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it, is that a proposal? Was the number one uh, <laughs> item? But yeah, it's it's awful. And I, I hate you guys because I felt like I missed out on something all these years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, you no. have, Jeff. You have. I yeah. have not. I've not missed <laughs> shit. Is this why we're watching the day after tomorrow next? Yes. <laughs> well, not next, but coming up, one of the few ones. You know, on a, what's that guy's name? Rolling Emmerich your butts into this podcast. <laughs> watch some cold watch, chase people. Watch that in 2012, like all at once. That won't even come close to Tango and Cash. Alright, Alex, your number one, same palance. Yeah, Jack Palance. He's so fantastic in this movie. <laughs> if it isn't Cash, it's Tango. If it isn't Tango, it's Cash. Cash, Tango, Tango, Cash. Tango, Cash. He has a, he's, ah. as a boss. As a mob boss, he pretty much just has one good idea, which is like, oh, why don't we kill these guys? No, we got to drag their names through the mud so that they it lose was, all credibility. It's very like uh, Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go to my room. Get a gun, come back, bang, bang, we'll do both. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I get to the, drag their names through the mud, I'll lose all credibility and whatnot, and everybody loses faith in the LAPD for hiring these two paragons of law enforcement. <laughs> then afterwards, <laughs> yeah, Lopin and the other guy is like, yeah, okay, they're in prison now, let's kill them. Oh, no, we got to play a little game. <laughs> it keeps setting up. Like these elaborate Bond style BS bullshit things for them to go through to torture them, I guess. But of course, that's his, <laughs> that's his final undoing. And I love how he's giving like an impassioned speech when he's in the mirrors holding Terry Hatcher. Yeah. They're not even listening. It's like, what do you say? Take it alive? Yeah. Hit him in kneecaps? Okay. And that's the second time Kurt Russell fires his boot gun. <laughs> 
How does he aim with that thing? Hits him right in the face. He could have. He could have killed uh, Sister Tango. Wasn't easy. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember the Jack Palance aftershave commercials or commercial? No. Oh, because that scent of a woman. It's something like that. I just remember him just saying, oh, look at the ladies. Or just, oh, God. The world loves a lover. Yeah, I remember Mandem. 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 <laughs> I just looked it up. It's Skin Mandem. Bracer. Skin Bracer Aftershave by Jack Palance. Also, also <sighs> we've, we've, we've mentioned it before, but uh, everybody should do themselves a favor and uh, look up. Watch Shane. <laughs> <laughs> Look up uh, Charles Bronson Mandom. M A N D O M. You're welcome. Mmm, Mandom. Mandom. So, so all, right. all kinds of honorable mentions here. Yeah, what are they? Uh, so, we already mentioned James Hong, the great James Hong. Uh, mm-hmm. But the other uh, crime lord slash henchman, uh, Mark Alimo. Alimo? I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but. He's, that guy is a seasoned vet. Uh, best well known to me, anyways, as Gold Ducat from Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Uh, Naturally. But uh, better of, like, you know, villain of the week shows like uh, the A-Team and things like that. Uh, I, think he was a, I think he was a bad guy in... Oh, God damn it. What was the name of that movie? Anyway. Uh, I'm going to get you, sucker. I don't know yeah. who's in that. Uh, oh. oh. So that was great to see both of them there. Um, at the at the end, uh, they they get they're, they're driving into the comp. This is after they busted the compound, and they're like, "Oh, what's that noise?" I'm like, "Oh, it's the computer. He must be sending us information on Pret." And for no reason, like, like they don't they don't follow up on anything. Like they just keep shooting their way in. So I don't know why they included that. <laughs> uh, but it, uh-huh. but it did make me laugh. And then finally, just I, I love the idea that the the this whole criminal operation is being hindered by just two police officers, two lieutenant police officers. By the way, uh, at one point Stallone's like, "I've been on the force for twelve years." I'm like, "Really? You're like a senior detective with your own office?" <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. But uh, like the fact these are like criminal mastermind not just jugglers are running guns and munitions and all kinds of things and they wouldn't just have two LA cops on their asses like they're running shit across state lines across borders they would have the FBI DEA ah, but that's every action movie ever come on Riggs and Murtaugh doing the same thing <laughs> mm-hmm. true no <laughs> alright but it's still hilarious that it is. Once these two guys out of the way, the, the entire rest of the even even if the LAPD are going to be too incompetent to stop us. Which to be Maybe fair, it's the LAPD because that's same with Riggs and Murtaugh and yeah. Ghost. Axel Foley tries to tell the LAPD what to do, and they don't do it, so he has to do it himself. I mean, I guess that was the Beverly Hills, but same thing. But I had a tailpipe. Yeah. Well, those were like art. Yeah, those were like art well, no, so. tailpipe. Man, tell me. God. Time out. I watched uh, Jerry. You know that Jerry Seinfeld like drinking coffee with comedians in cars yep, or whatever. I've seen a bunch of oh, those. Yeah. 
they just did a release a new set and one of them is with Eddie Murphy and I haven't he hasn't done anything in forever as far as I know yeah he's a Shrek oh it was pretty funny he's like kind of like subdued but there was a couple times and this one time he was just telling a story about how evil monkeys were and he talks about meeting bubbles at Michael Jackson's house and he's he started talking like Michael Jackson. I was dying. <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's Bubbles. Don't go near him. He's hungry. Oh, God. I was losing my shit. Because well, because like that happened. At one point, Eddie Murphy, Bubbles, and Michael Jackson are in the same room together. And I just find that hilarious. Uh, 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 the 80s. That, that reeks. The 80s stink. 80s stink. Yeah. Yep. That was crazy. <laughs> All right. Let's rate this thing. Scale of one to seven, one being absolute garbage, seven being perfection. Scott, six <sighs> or a seven? <laughs> a part of me really does want to give this a seven because, oh boy, like some of the stuff is just the absolute height of drug fueled movie making. <laughs> but <laughs> this is this is. I, I know I've been I've been hyping this movie the whole time. This is in no way a good movie. <laughs> yeah, no. Nope. Um, but it's you know you take the individual pieces. Uh, you got yourself a stew, baby. You <laughs> <laughs> you even messed this up. So. <laughs> uh, you know. Having this on in the background versus oh, man. how magical this is, I will give this a four. All right, baby, you got a stew going. All right, um, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> he doesn't even watch the show, so it's funny to hear him quote it. But we'll take it. Uh, I gave us a three, Dave. <laughs> yeah, uh, I give it a three. It's. Um, I don't like it. It's it's below average, but it's definitely not even close to some of the worst stuff we've ever seen. It does have Kurt Russell and Stallone in it, so it's got that nostalgia for me and Terry Hatcher, like I said, and, and David Lopan. So with all that, I'll just give it a three just because I, whatever, I feel sorry for it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's a pity three. <laughs> it's a pity three. <laughs> and Jack, yeah, the cast. Cast gets it a three. Alex, what was yours? <laughs> Baby, we're gathering ingredients for a stew. <laughs> you got some soup over there? Yeah, we got some gathering ingredients for a soup. Really? I wasn't dead on. I wasn't that far off. But Jesus. I know. That's, I just, I'm dying that Alex is so offended by it. That's the best. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> Uh, the strength of Jack Pellinsolo. I use the word stew, so fuck off. There's always money in the popcorn stand. Does he not say stew? <laughs> Does he use the words baby and stew? Yeah, you're right, Skype. You got 80% there. Right, I'm, not, I'm not saying I didn't butcher it. I'm just saying I wasn't that far off. I know, but I just saw an opportunity and I took it. <laughs> All right, go, Alex. Yeah, I give it a four on Jack Palance's performance alone. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um, next is our crossover, which is what, Scott? Uh, top five interrogations. So, Ooh. so shame, 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 shame. 
So it, <laughs> later on in the shame shame scene, uh, they they're interrogating Rakeen, which again that name, uh, and they drop a grenade down his pants to get him to talk. So in the spirit of that, we're doing our top five interrogations. So I'll go ahead and start. And uh, my number five is Hot Shots Part D, which is uh, spoofing, mostly spoofing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Rambo First Blood 2? Part 2? Yes. yes. Uh, where he's chained to the wall and electrocuted and stuff. But, uh, this time around, it's uh, Richard Crenna. I, I forget his name in those movies, but he's basically playing the same character as... It's Trapman. Is it Trapman in both? Yeah. Okay. Well, he's Trapman in the Rambo movies. Right, right. I don't know what his name is in the Hot Shot. It's part two. Right. But, uh, yeah, he gets captured, and they're torturing him, and that, that whole scene is fucking hilarious. The, it's like, oh, I see you're no stranger to pain. He says, I've been married. And the guy tortures him goes, oh, twice. Aye. <laughs> That was great. Uh, that the it's not really the torture itself, but when he's trying to escape, they throw him the like Topper Harley throws him the keys through the, and he can't quite reach into the cage, so he steps all the way out of the cage to grab the keys and get back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, uh, but yeah, that whole scene, uh, you know, I could have put the the first blood part two in there, but uh, I enjoyed this one more, so that's my number five. All right. Uh, for me, I have my honorable mentions list is longer than my main list. There is a lot here. And uh, um, so I try to kind of choose different types. And so my number five is actually a reverse interrogation. And you don't know what's happening until later on. And that's uh, the very beginning of Avengers with Black Widow. Oh, that's my number two. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. She's, yeah. She's in a chair tied up and these evil Eastern Europeans are doing all this stuff and then Agent Coulson calls to give her the phone and then she she reveals that, you know, these idiots are giving me everything, blah, blah, blah. So, oh, that was pretty cool, a little <laughs> reversal. What? I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't give you nothing. So, and then it turns into a cool little awesome fight introducing her. Not introducing her, but reintroducing her. So, yeah. Black Widow and the Avengers Part 1. Is there a subtitle for the... First Avengers? Just the Avengers. No, it's just the Avengers. Yeah, especially like okay. that scene Clark Gregg. He's just got the phone up to his ear and he's just bored. Like, hurry it yeah. up. <laughs> That's Agent Coulson, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Alex, number five. My number five is from Ocean's 12, which is not Oof. the favorite of the Ocean's Oof. movies. Yeah. yeah, I know. But when... A little interrogation scene with Kezrin Zeta-Jones was pretty cool, where they're trying to break this guy, and he's like, damn, this guy's, you know, as tough as they come, there's no way. And then Catherine Zeta-Jones just walks into the interrogation room, and you're, you're from the perspective of the two other cops or investigators through the glass, through the what, uh, two-way glass, so that you can't hear anything. So Catherine Zeta-Jones just goes over there, whispers something in his ear, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he just starts sobbing into his hands. <laughs> Hagrid. And, yeah. And then she just poses in front of the mirror like, what you got, bitches? Oh, that was awesome. That was good. <laughs> I don't remember it, but... 
Yeah, it's a cool little scene. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. All I remember that movie is a guy who's like doing stretching exercises by a pool for the entire movie. Capoeira. Yeah, well, he was getting ready for the big heist. <laughs> Lamarck. Mm-hmm. Uh, the that... Lamarck. No, that <laughs> was the one lure. Where... Sorry, Lamarck was the other thief. <laughs> and Julia Roberts plays Julia Roberts. That's not anything I remember. Ugh. Yeah, with the Bruce Willie. All right, Scott, number four. Number four, uh, kind of fresh on my mind, is Deadpool 2, where uh, T.J. Miller's character Weasel is being interrogated by Cable. And before Cable can even start asking questions, he starts spilling everything. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of turning that that whole thing on its head a little bit. Uh, about the, you know, the hero's supposed to refuse, refuse, and then they break, or they don't break, and they get killed, or whatever. In this case, you just, like, right off the bat, like, oh, I don't like pain. <laughs> I'll tell you everything. And then Cable's kind of confused at first. <laughs> it's like, really? Uh, funny scene. Yep. All right, mine. So I had my reversal one. This is my comedic one. And this is from Austin Powers when he's going to the bathroom and the guy tries to kill him and he turns him and shoved his head in the toilet. And <laughs> who does number two work for? <laughs> Who does number two work for? <laughs> and Tom Arnold in the next all over just makes that whole scene. <laughs> That's right, buddy. You tell that turd who's boss. <laughs> Tom, That's great. Tom Arnold had, between that and uh, True Lies, he was on to something. <laughs> yeah, and then he did the stupids. Yeah. But anyway, at that, that's yeah. the first Austin Powers, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They always uh, have to be like a child. Why does everybody laugh when I say that? Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, just him sticking his head in the door. That sounds kind of rancid, buddy. Why don't you get a courtesy flush? <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> that sounds kind of nasty. Uh, yeah. What, so. what happens when he goes up, when he finally leaves? What'd you eat, buddy? Oh. Like, what's the yeah. next line? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Shit. He's, so, he's super excited. What the heck did you eat? Yeah, but, but who does number two work for? <laughs> That's right, buddy. Tell that to <laughs> Genius. All right, uh, Alex, number four. My number four is Principal Skinner and Groundskeeper Willie were teaming up, interrogating some of the kids, and they were on to Lisa Simpson, and they're going, you're not fess up. We know you did it, so why don't you talk? Oh, you better do what he says. And Lisa just starts laughing. She's like, no, halfway through, you started out as the good cop and you were the bad cop. But then you forgot which was which and you switch halfway through. And then the same beat, they like switch back. Oh, it's pure comedy gold. Uh, I forget which episode that was. I was just about to ask. No, <laughs> yeah, I do not remember this. <clears throat> Yeah, but yeah, they just keep, apparently they just go back and forth because they don't remember. Uh. All right, uh, Scott, number three. Number three, uh, jumping on the Avengers. Avengers? Yeah, going Wisconsin here. Uh, Avengers, <laughs> uh, the, the fake-out interrogation. It's not a reverse interrogation or a true interrogation, but a reverse one where, uh, or fake-out one, I should say. Uh, where Black Widow again um, is uh, showing her 
uh, her worth of the team here when she goes to talk to Loki. Um, first pretends to go along with the whole, um, you know, trying to be his friend, just get information out of him. And uh, Tom Hiddleston's Loki calls her uh, a mewling quim, which is a great line, by the way. Uh, and then he, because he's Loki, he starts, like, grandstanding. And then he lets a little too much slip about how the, the plan is to, to use Banner to freak out or whatever. Uh, and then she, she goes from, like, tears to all of a sudden, like, oh, okay, thank you. And then uh, she walks away. And Loki just looks confused. Yeah. Showing that uh, yeah, he, that might, cool. he might be a god, but uh, we've got some sneaky humans there. But then mm-hmm. stupid-ass Thor has to go in there. And... Yeah. Are you ever not going to fall for that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um, oh, jeez. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, my number three is a sci-fi one. And this is from Neo and Agent Smith in the original Matrix. Yep. When they're talking to him about, you know, one life, you're a computer programmer. And then all of a sudden, how can you tell anybody if you can't talk? That's my Agent Smith. Thank you very much, everybody. Anyway, his mouth starts closing up and all that crazy, crazy Matrixy stuff starts happening. Your introduction to the world. So It's the smell. Yeah. Um, I guess I used that one and not the... I guess you could have done the Morpheus at the end, which maybe I just stole that from somebody. But uh, I like the Neo one with him at the beginning just because it kind of introduces you to what the Matrix is in this weird environment. And it's just, yeah, an Agent Smith himself. That's my number three. Alex, number three. My number three is from another TV show, Seinfeld. Okay, I think I know where you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, when Kramer goes to L.A. to start his movie career, but then <laughs> the cops think that he's some sort of serial killer. Yeah. And they have him in a room. <laughs> oh, that's great. Just him in a little box. Just <laughs> he's going full Kramer, and the cop just pushes the buttons. He's like, <laughs> at the end of this big emotional thing, he's like, all right, you're free to go. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? But then Kramer goes like, how did you know about that one thing? Let's <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the other one where Newman's supposed to be interrogating Jerry about mail fraud, but it was like all reversed, where like the lights were shining on Newman and not Jerry. And what's the matter, Seinfeld? <laughs> a little hot? No, I'm quite comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Dr Pepper. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that one's good too. <laughs> all right, uh, Scott, number two. Number two. Um... I'm changing my list up here on the fly because Jeff already did the, the Matrix thing. Um, so I will go um, Marathon Man. You guys ever seen that? I have seen that. I it's have not one. seen that. Is it safe? Yeah. Is it safe? So Lawrence... Is it a movie about the Olympics? Yes. No. Huh. Uh, also about sure. Nazi diamonds. Oh. You always hear about the... the Nazi dentists. You always, you always hear about the, that Nazi, the Nazi gold... That's not where the real wealth is. It's the Nazi diamonds. And let me tell you, Dustin Hoffman's character did not see that coming. (laughs) Boo. Thank you, folks. Tip you wait as much as I'll be here all night. (laughs) You were writer for Tango and Cash? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, How do Germans tie their laces? How? 
Little Nazis. <laughs> Sorry, German listeners. That's an old joke. It's or, or I know you guys. <laughs> are you apologizing to the Germans? <laughs> what? I just consu- I just assumed all. No, I don't want to see them. I accused <laughs> them of all being Nazis. That's not true. Oh, I guess. Yeah, it's not true. Yeah, not anymore. Okay, I'm just not kidding. Obviously, I'm joking. About the Shut all up, not Jeff. being Nazis. <laughs> Jeff at gmail.com. All right. <laughs> uh, so anyways, um, a super intense scene. There's dentistry involved. So this is this qualifies as a torture scene as well. Uh, but just the, is it safe? Is it safe? And just yeah, it's Florence Olivier being menacing. And, ah, it's a classic scene. It's Lawrence Olivier, right? Yeah. Nominated for the Academy right. Award for that, yeah. yeah. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, I think I've mentioned this little quip before, uh, this little um, trivia tidbit where uh, they were working together and then Dustin Hoffman was telling Lawrence Olivier how he didn't sleep for three days in preparation yeah. for the yeah, role. Yeah, story. <laughs> He's like, yeah, he didn't sleep for three days so they can get like an authentic feel for what it was like. And then <laughs> Lawrence Olivier just goes, oh, that's great. Have you tried acting? <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's so good. T- <laughs> we did this thing called acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, where are we at? My number two? Yes. Go spit. Um, oh, Lethal, dang. <laughs> Lethal yeah, Weapon. Good. I believe it's the first one. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah, they got Murtaugh and his daughter and they're torturing him and go spit. Meanwhile, Riggs is getting electrocuted by, um, what's his, by, um, Genghis Khan. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome. It just go spit. There it is. I remember that being pretty, I remember that being pretty rough for me to watch as a kid. Like I remember actually like not liking it because it was a little, a little too real. Where'd you get that big bag of salt? Yeah, I don't know, but sp- <laughs> giant sponges and car bat car, car jumping cables. The the big bag of salt. <laughs> it's I said salt. no salt. Salt. The big bag of salt. It's salt. Um, anyway, lethal <laughs> weapon. Riggs Murtaugh being it's tortured. Fucking baking soda, Ronnie. <laughs> Alex number two. Uh, the Black Widow and the Avengers. That's fantastic. Okay. No so the, the one I said, not Alec, or Scott. Right. The one okay. where it ends in a fight scene. Gotcha. Awesome. All right. Uh, uh, Alex, Scott, number one. Number one is from Star Trek Next Generation. Uh, this is the one of the most quoted nerd lines of all time, at least for people that have watched Star Trek. Uh, Engage. Uh, Picard in one of the earlier seasons uh, although it wasn't like there's a ton of them uh, gets captured by some Cardassians and they go to work on him uh, torture but part of the torture is they just keep asking these questions over and over again and uh, the great David Warner uh, plays one of the Cardassians the, the guy that's kind of running the show for the, the interrogation slash torture and uh you keep asking Picard how many lights there are on the wall behind him. Uh, and uh, Picard finally breaks down and, and yells at him, 
There are four lights. Yep, that's it. Classic scene. Not doing it justice. For those that know what I'm talking about, though, you're all nodding along, agreeing with me that this is number one. I thought you said Wrath of Khan. No, Next Generation. Oh. Next Generation. I thought you were going for the earwig thing. I guess that really was an interrogation, yeah. or was it? No. No, it was just mind control. Pretty found out about stuff, about Genesis and everything. Anyway, okay. Like a poor marksman, you keep missing the target. You're going to have to come down here. You're going to have to come down here. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, my number one is from The Dark Knight. Batman beat the shit out of the Joker. You never start with the head. Victor becomes all. Say. Swear to me. You don't like falafel? <laughs> Oh, see, you're gonna have to save one. He's really sleepy. You know, I really thought you were Harvey the way you jumped after her. I'm just doing my impressions like Fuego tonight. All right, (laughs) scary. Alex, what's your number one? Oh, we uh, got all three different number ones. Mine is the Usual Suspects. Yeah, the whole movie's an interrogation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fucking fantastic, and it's all just. (laughs) Smoke and mirrors, back, the whole thing. There's back like when I was in a barber, barbershop quartet in Skokie, Illinois. Yeah. She was like a big lady, like Orca Fat. I could, used to pick, pick coffee beans in Guatemala. Yeah, that's good. I had that as an honorable mention. That's a good one. Uh, I know fucking Kevin Spacey. Uh, there yeah. is um, a pretty funny skit on SNL. Uh, if people look it up. Andy Samberg. Um, and Kevin Spacey. That's a, a take on that whole thing. That's pretty funny. Nice. There are right, four um, lights. <laughs> I had a couple auto mentions. Reservoir Dogs. The ear cutting off scene. That uh, was really an interrogation. Yeah, I guess you're right. It still kind of was. <laughs> uh, what about Pulp Fiction, Jules and Vincent with the kids? Yep. Trying to get the suitcase. I don't know if that's considered integrity. No, that's either. That, it starts off that way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Say what again? Base, <laughs> taken when uh, he has the guy electrocuted in the chair okay. and Oof. kills him. Uh, basic instinct. Oh yeah. 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 Nice gratuitous Bieber shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, Newman was in two of them, and then uh, Doctor Ball slash Mind Probe from Star Wars. You nice. don't really see what happens, but I'm assuming Dr. Ball did some nice interrogating. Mm-hmm. With that needle that they yeah. zoom in on. Uh, yeah. Audible mention, uh, there's something about Mary. No? No. Where? When was that? Ben Stiller. They think he's the serial killer. He's interrogating. He's oh, they slam his head on the desk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, Big Lebowski... With the police chief, that's less of interrogation, but he throws the coffee cup at him. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that was fucking great. I'm sorry, could you say that again? I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any more? Nope. It's time for Alex Knows Sports. 
I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? We're going to take a slight detour here Uh-oh. and dive into esports because Woo. the Fortnite, Fortnite World Championships have just ended. Now, I'm going to ask you what you think. I believe it was the 20th place in the tournament. How much money do you think he won? He or she won, I don't know. Uh, 20 grand. A big gulp and um, Sour Patch Kids. Nope. 20,000. Nope. More? Oh, yeah. 50. Nope. 100. 230. Lower. 150. Oh, boy. Lower. 110. A little lower. 109? <laughs> no. <laughs> 100,000. I said 100,000. You said 150. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, well. My bad. <laughs> yep. 20th place. Like, the last place. $100,000. What Grand did first champion. place get? First place got three. Is a 16-year-old kid. Kyle Buga Gerstorf. 16 years old. $3 million. Yeah. Please tell me when he won, he did one of those stupid dances. <laughs> he did the, the, uh, the Twinkleton from Scribs. Yeah. Uh, so I think the whole point of this is that uh, parents, if you're listening, just take your kids out of school. Just let them play video games all day. Yeah. They'll, uh, and you know, they'll pay you back. Or just buy lottery tickets. Yeah. <laughs> no, let's not be irresponsible here, Jeff. Yeah, I know. Look, you're only going to be in esports from the ages of, what, 14 through maybe 17 or 18? <laughs> maybe. And then you can go off to college after that. I mean, why not? With the millions of dollars you have, you can do whatever you it, want. Is that a real yeah. thing? Like the Twitch? It stuff I th- that I only think, lasts until you're... Yeah, I think it is. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, think, like, I think if you pick up the skill early enough, you can go well, but... Yeah, that whole Twitch thing. Yeah, I think that goes away. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your reflexes just aren't aren't as fast anymore. You don't have the the tight control. So like, don't. so like LeBron James could still be at the top top of his game in, in his early thirties, but in video games he'd be done. Like he'd be way. He's a grandpa. Mm-hmm. Maybe a coach. I don't. I don't even know about being in his thirties. No, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he can't be. You're you're done, but you're before you're twenty. It sounds like. Right. Well, no, this this dude's in the twenty. Like the, like the like the Overwatch teams is a dude. Looks like it's a bunch of dudes in there, like mid twenties. Yeah. Yeah, but mostly the 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 ones that the single players at the top of their game. Yeah, they're teenagers still. Crazy. Now I've heard rumors that Will Ferrell is supposed to be making an esports movie where he's like in his fifties, but he's like some sort of freak because he never lost his, his Twitch, you know, gaming reflexes. So he's still like one of the pros. Uh, it's been been talked about, I guess, for years now, and nothing's come of it. So I'm still waiting. That sounds great. Yeah, it's Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. It's time for Niamh News. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, just a couple of things for me. Uh, so the Irishman, uh, not not biographical, uh, has a release date finally. <laughs> for those unfamiliar with, with that title, that is the, the next Martin Scorsese movie. Uh, it's put on all the stops. It's got 
It's going to have De Niro, Pacino, Joe Pesci coming out of retirement. And, uh, and Harvey Keitel. Um, don't know what this is about. Um, I I think somebody's a hitman. I'm guessing some people are going to get shot in the head. <laughs> but uh, excited, very excited for this. I'm a, I'm a big... Just on you, it's a rom-com. Yeah, well, either way. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. Be interesting to, to team those guys up again. Because the last outing was dog shit. The... Uh, what was the name of that movie? Uh, they were both cops. Anyway, uh, mm. you know, after Heat. Uh, heat 2? That was not Heat 2. Um, oh. So, yeah, that's coming out in September. Uh, it's going to debut, I think, at the Tribeca Film Festival, which is De Niro's thing. So that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah, just excited for that. This thing's coming out this year. Um Speaking of other directors that, uh... but by the way, has De Niro or Pacino made a good movie in the last ten years? Ten years. I mean, I know this is more of a Scorsese thing than it is them, but like, I haven't really got excited for one of their movies in a long time. The comedian was pretty good. Never saw it. Yeah, it was a smaller film and stuff, but it was it, it had De Niro and a bit part by Harvey Keitel. But it was pretty funny. Last it was the, like a dark, darker comedy. But the last ten years, Whew. if you ever think about it, when, then nothing really. When, when was Machete? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so yeah, uh, excited for more Scorsese. Um, kind of in that same vein. Um, did either of you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Not yet. No, okay. I haven't seen yeah, it. Yeah, I did not either. But I'm going to try to make the effort to, to see them in the theaters before that gets out. Um, and then just a, uh, a follow-up on a review that I gave probably a really long time ago. Uh, but I watched basically the second half of Suicide Squad. Because uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know how long ago I sat down to watch it and I just tapped out. And then I, I went, ended up watching the second half of this, and I gotta say, I realized that that James Gunn is attached to the, the second one that's coming out. But oh my god, this movie was terrible. Uh, other than like Margot Robbie, like there was just nothing good about this movie. Uh, I they they really just fucked it up. Uh, any I don't know. Any goodwill they might have generated with uh, doing something off a beaten path. Um, it's awful. You don't like the end where the girl's just dancing, hula hooping for the last that 15 minutes like, of the movie? That was so fucking awful. Like, I just don't know what <laughs> what happens with some of these DC movies. Although, again, uh, Aquaman was, was entertaining. Um, so was Wonder Woman. I'm looking forward to the new Wonder Woman. Hey, I, I know I've mentioned this before, and maybe the comics are just a different reason for Suicide Squad. But in this movie, the reason why I forgot her name, Amanda Waller, Waller kiss. <laughs> creates the Suicide Squad is because of Superman. Because, well, what if Superman goes rogue? And well, that's one. Your solution. Do that. That's the reason she gives. 
Okay, well, it's the stupidest reason ever. Because if your solution to beat Superman is a girl with a bat and a guy who's really good with shooting, ain't gonna work. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no, that that whole setup yeah. is, is total bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> because clearly, like, most of these people in that squad aren't like what do they what do they call them in, in the Suicide DC meta humans? Meta humans. Yeah, oh, yeah, like the cr- killer croc and the guy that can set the shit on fire, like the other ones. And the girl has like a magical sword. I guess I don't know. Captain Boomerang. Exactly. Is might be the lamest <laughs> villain. But in in the um there's been a few Suicide Squad of the D C animated movies. Um and those are fun. Uh those usually revolve around Deadshot. Uh as like the Yeah, and they're more of a Batman thing than a Superman thing, right? Which in this movie they are too, but that's the reason she gives is for Superman. I'm like, Oh so stupid. Yeah. I'd like to see Harley Quinn fight Superman. <laughs> they do in the in, yeah in the animated series. Oh, that too. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> in Injustice, the video game. Yep. Oh, that's about <laughs> right. And then uh, she gets her ass kicked. Yeah, but yeah, I, I yeah, just, I think Will Smith was my least favorite part of that movie. By the way, like, he didn't. The squads out there, like, yeah. yeah. Oh wait, that's not Will Smith. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> He was just him. Is just like Will Smith dialed up to eleven. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, speaking of DC, I did watch another animated thing: uh, Justice League versus the Fatal Five. Nerds. Uh, this was this was decent. Fatal Fury would have been better. <laughs> uh, so, this one features a couple of the usuals: Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Uh, but it's got Mr. Fantastic, uh, who they did. Uh, it's, a, it's a crossover. No. One of the one of the things I like again about this DC. Wait, what do you mean stuff, no? I don't know what you're talking about with the crossover. Well, Mr. Fantastic is for Marvel. Yeah. He's Fantastic oh, Mr. Four. Sorry, dude. Mr. Terrific. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Uh, who gets shown a little bit in, like Justice League card? cartoon or animation and just League of Limited. You don't really see what he does, but in this, uh, he's pretty cool. Um, they have uh, uh, Jessica? Jessica Cruz uh, is a new Green Lantern. Uh, oh, that's cool. And they have Miss Martian, who is kind of like uh, Harley Quinn, where I think she like originated... Well, I don't know if she originated in the so Harley Quinn originated in the Batman animated series first. Yeah, people liked her so much they they made her like a big part of the, the comics ever since. Um, whereas Ms. Martian, I think might have had a small role and then kind of forgotten. Then they started using some of the animated stuff and then people really liked her and they have given her more to do. I think since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, uh, solid stuff. The DC animated stuff is all entertaining if you don't mind animation. Uh, AKA Jeff. Uh, I like animation. Just it's it's yeah. It's not my number one go to. Yeah, or my number two, <laughs> or my number three. You're my number two. Uh, but anyways, yeah, that's basically all I wanted to go over this week. Uh, Alex, mm-hmm. anything you wanted to talk about? Yeah, since we're on DC, I just saw Shazam. Shazam! 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 Uh, the movie's great. Yep. It was fun. 
uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, I thought they were only going to allude to, like, the other family members being part of the, like, Shazam family and stuff. I didn't know they were going to full out just all be, like, the Shazam family at the end of the movie. That was great. That was a welcome surprise. Yeah, you might not have just said that. <laughs> mm. Go watch mm. the movie. It doesn't ruin it. It's fantastic. No, it's Shazam. It's terrific. Oh. <laughs> Uh, Mark Strong isn't the best villain, but he's Ugh. not the worst. I've seen worse villains. At least they they give him a little bit of character and, and motivations as to why he's being a huge dick about you know everything. Uh, there's no real world ending event. It's smaller stakes. Uh, yeah, it's great. Go watch it. All right. Yep. Yeah, I have not seen it yet. Uh, anything else, Alex? Oh, spoilers, Scott. Yep. Uh, <laughs> you should have said something. Well, you just said it. How was I supposed to? <laughs> <laughs> he said spoiler alert a second before he spoiled it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anyways, uh, Jeff, anything you wanted to go over? Um, I saw Lion King. Oh, yeah? Hey, yeah. hey, uh, it was good. I, I've only seen the original animated one like once or twice, so I don't know it that well. It seemed like it was pretty dead on for in there just with a couple extra scenes. Um I don't know why they have to remake these movies. It kinda seems <laughs> I mean I, I know why they do it. Yeah, I know why they do it. I don't know but yeah, what like I like say in ten years are are people gonna be watching which version are they gonna watch? That'll be interesting, right? In a um, year, what are people going to be watching? It's yeah. the animated one, of so. course. But they they call this live action, and there's nothing live action yeah, about it. So I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's no, kinda, it's basically a cartoon. It's kind of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I mean, it's still the same story and the same characters. You know, the, some same voices or one same voice, I think. Uh, but all the new voices were just as good, um, and. Uh, not Maybe as whitewashed. Jonathan Taylor Thomas comes yeah, back. Yeah, not as whitewashed as the original one. Uh, but yeah, really good. And um, I know I don't like animation, but I've, I'm going back and I'm trying to watch some of the Star Wars Clone Wars. Like, no, I heard like stuff, I have to get really through stuff to sour you, you on the rest of animation. Stu- that's good. Stuff that you haven't seen or rewatching to catch up? I've never... I've. I watched season one a long time ago, and now I'm just trying season two. Um, I heard you get past season two, it gets a lot better, as far as, like, story-wise. <laughs> and some of the stuff is, I, I'm actually liking some of it. There's, like, it's hit or miss, because I think it is, like, a 22-episode season, so there's some filler. But I do like uh, some of the stuff I'm seeing. So there's a bounty hunter. It's kind of cool. God dang, what's his name? And he's blue, and Lobo. he's got, like... Lobo. No, and he's got like tubes coming out of it. He's got a big fedora hat. I forgot. His name. But anyway, I liked uh, the Predator. No, um, so I'll be kind of reporting in on that as I go by. And I got a new audio book, but it's not an audio book. It's an audio drama because I don't even think the book has been released. And so there's like different actors, and it's about Count Dooku and how he falls. I think it's called Jedi Lost Count Dooku or something like that. And I'm enjoying that. So you go from him being a little boy and all the way, like, and then becoming a Jedi. Yoda being his um, master, and then him eventually having Qui Gon as his Padawan. That's kind of where I'm at now. So I don't know how it eventually turns, but 
I don't know, kind of starting to get into the Star Wars uh, extra stuff. Um, so we'll see. I'm trying not to have such a cold heart and only like the originals. I'm trying to open myself up. We shall see. But um, So far, I like the Auto Jammer better than the cartoon. I'll keep going with both. And that's all I got. All right. Maybe I'll uh, add Clone Wars to our list and you guys are going to have to watch an episode or two. Ugh. I'll watch the 2D animated one. Those were fucking great. Those were cool. Um, yeah, so I read on the anim- or listened about the animation on a podcast that, I mean, obviously it's a style, but the reason that's part of it was they had to produce them every week. And you can't, like a movie, you can spend all the time on your two-hour movie, but when you have to do 22 hours, so they, it's a lot of like not, it's all computer, not only computer animated, but like computer you know better than me, Alex. But yeah, somehow, like procedural, yeah, like they yeah, exactly yeah. the algorithms are doing it all, and they're not. It's not as much driven by artists. So yeah, it, it shows. Yeah, but it there's a reason. Shows. It, but if you have to do 22 a year, it makes sense, right? Like I, I see why they do it. No, um, no, there's still ways to cut corners to make it look artistically good, like the uh, Tron animated series was. First of all, way better than Tron Evolution, the movie. And the animation, you could tell they cut corners, but it still looked amazing. Like, it, it had a purpose to it. Not that dude, Clone Wars just feels cheap to me. I don't know. When it, I mean, this also came out 15 years ago. I don't know if that makes a difference. But maybe Tron did too. I don't know. But like I said, I, the animation, I'm trying... The animation, I think, just the, the models themselves, I don't really like. But I'm trying to... I'm getting it for the story more than anything, so... We shall see. Um, Good luck. All right. You're going to uh, need it. Now, now who has the cold heart? Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> we at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.